Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. Well, this isn't good here. (laughs) I was mentioning uh, before the news that uh, Trump had posted 60, uh, 60 times on his Truth Social site, and he was uh, still uh, carrying on about the... uh, 2020 election and he was demanding a new election immediately that uh or uh, and that he or he'd be restored as president but now that they're going through the 60 posts um it looks like there's other crazy stuff there he started uh he started posting uh QAnon QAnon uh messages uh one of the he's posted the QAnon slogan where where we go one we go all he also reposted a message from Q himself from years ago that's critical of the intelligence community. Um, and then people started posting responses urging Trump to wipe them out, sir. Other uh, Q followers asked Trump to nuke them from orbit and to, sir, please finish them off, referring to Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton. Uh, He also shared conspiracy theories, posted a picture of Biden, Kamala Harris, and Nancy Pelosi with black bars over their eyes and the words, your enemy is not in Russia. Uh, He's also uh, made posts suggesting the FBI planted evidence against him. The search uh, was politically motivated. Um... And so, and so now he's he's actually quoting uh, the QAnon leader in his posts. Good. 
He's <laughs> and, th- and those guys are the most likely to start a civil war. They are armed. I mean, it looks like he thinks he's going to like uh, command his army to uh, make another run. I don't know. Something spooky about that. He also is freaking out the French president. He's he's claiming in one of these posts um, that there's there, there's an item on the list of documents that the FBI confiscated. And it's listed as information regarding the president of France. And Trump has bragged to some of his closest associates, both when he was in the White House and afterwards, that he knew details about the love life of French President Emmanuel Macron. Two people told that to Rolling Stone. And Trump claimed that he learned about some of the dirt through intelligence he'd seen or been briefed on. Now, they don't know if this Macron document that the FBI seized has anything to do with Macron's personal life. Now, as you know, Macron is about, uh, I don't know, 44, 45 years old, and his wife is 25 years older. So she's probably about 70 now. So, I don't know, may not be surprising that a handsome (laughs) 45-year-old politician in France, of all places, would go running around in his 70-year-old wife. Um. Trump has talked about Macron's naughty ways that not very many people know about. And there it says here it has triggered triggered a transatlantic freakout, according to two other sources who are familiar with the situation. So apparently there's something to it, because if there was nothing to it, nobody would be freaking out. But French officials are working with U.S. officials to try to figure out exactly what Trump, what Trump has on Macron and France's government, and if anything is serious. They want to know if it signified some kind of national security breach or it was just something innocuous. Now, Trump has never given any details or any any specifics as to what Macron's sex life is about, and you'd never know if it has anything to do with reality. It is often, according to one source, it's hard to tell if he's BSing or not. And, but there must be something because it caused the French officials to freak out, right? Because it was entirely made up. It wouldn't be that, that big a deal. Um, and he's done this on, uh, with other people too. So, just, you know, you just never know what's nonsense. Now, you know, what's funny is if we had a rational world, and I want, to get, I want to get into this further into the next segment. If we had a rational world, the next story would be what everybody would be obsessing on. This was in the Wall Street Journal today. And it talked about the uh, fentanyl industry that has exploded in Mexico and is sending billions of dollars worth of fentanyl here to the United States. Now, opioid overdose has claimed more than 108,000 lives in the U.S. in the last year. 108,000 people. I mean, that's two and a half times uh, the number of people killed in uh, automobile accidents. 
And it is the most devastating drug we have ever seen, according to a former Drug uh, Enforcement Administration official. They are making so much in Mexico, so cheaply, and they're flooding the U.S. And there's two huge drug cartels who are facilitating this right now. And the, the, see, China had been supplying the materials to Mexico. But a few years ago, Trump got them to crack down on fentanyl production. So now the Mexican drug cartels are doing everything themselves, creating the ingredients. It's a synthetic drug, so you can do this in a laboratory. And you use ingredients that are commonly used for other medications. So there's no way to ban the ingredients. And they have many, many labs. And, you know, there is a medical use for fentanyl for people who have severe pain in hospital settings. But I'm going to tell you about how these, how these fentanyl laboratories work and how much fentanyl and how much money the Mexican drug cartels are making and how little anybody in the U.S. or in Mexico is doing about it. They're looking at tens of billions of dollars of drugs, tens of billions of dollars to the U.S. from Mexico. And it's Americans who are injecting and snorting all this. It's all coming up next. That's, you know, if we had a rational political system, that's what we'd be hearing the debate about. John and Ken, KFI. So the Wall Street Journal today had what I think is the definitive story on the drug cartels and the fentanyl supply. And it it is actually staggering here. Well, this is one of these overwhelming problems that no one is doing anything effective against. Um... Fentanyl is extremely easy to make and very cheap to make. And the fentanyl has killed, along with the other opioids, over 108,000 people a year. Uh, Fentanyl and other synthetic opioids are more than half of that total. And it's the most pernicious, most devastating drug we've ever seen, says Jim Crotty, who uh, used to be an official at the Drug Enforcement Agency. And it's, it's, these, are like, these work like multinational corporations. Um, they have labs all over the place. Nobody knows how many there are. They can set them up very inexpensively, very quickly. They can tear them down, move them, abandon them to uh, escape any, any police. And they talk to a fentanyl cook. Makes $2,500 a week running a one-man lab. Does his work in a hazmat suit. Dark glasses and a cloth mask. I guess he may inadvertently inhale some fentanyl dust, so he keeps the mask on, and if he gets a little queasy, he drinks milk. And he's a, it's a 10-by-10-foot 10 10 room. And he mixes the ingredients to uh, cook the fentanyl. And uh, there's there's two drug cartels, Sinaloa and Jalisco. Sinaloa is uh, in the uh, northwest. Jalisco is farther south. And it's simpler than heroin. It's entirely synthetic. Doesn't require cultivating the poppies. They don't have to grow the poppies and convert it to heroin. They just mix the chemicals. And even if their labs get busted or there's a big seizure at the border, 
It can be quickly offset by new batches. You don't have to wait to harvest crops. You don't have to pay farmers. What they call, uh, they call uh, heroin plant-based opium. Plant-based. I like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe you ought to get into that. <laughs> Add that to your plant-based diet. Oh, yeah. Well, then I'll come to work feeling really good. Take a hit of heroin. Um, and and it, it costs producers like $6,000 for a kilogram of heroin, but a kilogram of fentanyl is $200 or less. And it says, it says the fentanyl offers economic and tactical advantages that allow criminals to vastly outpace law enforcement efforts. So that's why they're able to export tens of billions of dollars of illegal drugs annually. And they're actually producing less heroin because the fentanyl is, 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 more, is cheaper and more useful. Uh, and Mexican poppy farmers are upset because their income is shrinking. Sinaloa is the market leader. And uh, it's like a multinational, multinational manufacturing corporation. They have... Uh, illegal drugs and links to suppliers in dozens of countries, America, Latin America, Europe, and Asia. They have a security department, money laundering. They have a transportation department, production, and they have a department to bribe public officials. There is one town, Kulakan, uh, filled with luxury cars, gated neighborhoods, and barrios. The rich people are connected to the drug industry. Uh, they even have a cemetery with air-conditioned tombs, resting place for the drug lords who've uh, passed on, and their hitmen. In fact, the uh, drug lords buy cemetery plots in bulk for their hitmen because there's a high kill rate. You go to the airport gift shop in Kulakan, and you can buy baseball caps emblazoned with the number 701. 701 was the ranking in 2009, Forbes magazine, the richest people in the world. And uh, Joaquin Guzman, known as El Chapo, made it to number 701. He's now serving a life sentence in a supermax prison. But he was, he was famous in Mexico for making the Forbes uh, rich man list. So now they have a baseball cap to honor him. Ah, uh, jeez. And it has exploded in the 2010s. Drugs flowed from China through Mexico. Then Trump pressured China to stop it. And they did. They slowed it down. But Mexican cartels were ready to take advantage. They had trafficking networks already built for cocaine, marijuana, and heroin. You see, this is all important in your life because all those poor people in the streets there a lot of them are whacked out on, on heroin and fentanyl. This is all presents from Mexico. It used to be China. It's another reason we have all these people dying in the streets. Um, meth has also made big inroads, more so now in the eastern states. Uh, fentanyl is growing increasingly in the western states. There's a lot of overdoses because of uh, it's so strong, and there's a lack of quality control. And and they 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 
They make them into these uh, little pills that look like any ordinary painkiller you might have had at some point in your life. Uh, the the uh, They're colored pink, yellow, and green. Some of them have the shape of a skull. So, so that would be a sign. If you get a painkiller pill and it's got a Mexican skull on it, they also are made with butter flavoring. Uh, so that when you melt it on foil, <laughs> the pills leave a golden trail and they smell like caramel popcorn. That means it's good stuff. If it smells like caramel popcorn, you've got a good supply of fentanyl. One manufacturer says he's made as many as a million pills in a week. A million pills. They make so many that the, their machines jam. 160,000 companies in China produce chemicals used in drug assembly. And a lot of those ended up in Mexico for uh, many, many years. But now Mexico is doing a lot on its own. They, I mean, the Navy said and in, in, uh, seized 320, well, it's been Mexican Navy, seized 320 tons of illegal drugs in the past six months. They've destroyed a thousand labs. But it doesn't matter because they can rebuild the labs uh, just like that. Wow. This is a, another, another, uh, another great thing about the modern age, the technology that allows them to make so many drugs, and they have such a, a big audience, and uh, so it's no surprise we've got uh, people lying all over the streets. I wonder if it just keeps going this way. This is clearly overwhelming. Uh, the Mexican government uh, does some, but not, not enough. U.S. government doesn't seem to do much either, so this is just something that's going to keep uh, spreading more and more uh, Unhappy people are going to take their fentanyl and heroin, and they're going to end up passed out in our streets. Does seem like we're headed for end of days, doesn't it? I, I mean, there isn't, there isn't in this whole story, and it's a very long story in the Wall Street Journal. There wasn't one positive note, and there wasn't one a quote from anybody where you know they there was a sense of optimism or a sense of well, we're going to do this. Well, we think this is going to work. It was more like, hey, here's what's going on, doing the best we can. But uh, we're overwhelmed. This is a machine, a beast that's uh, far bigger than we are. More coming up. John and Ken Show, KFI. I found this story fascinating today in the New York Times. They had this on the front page. You ever hear of uncontacted tribes? These are tribes deep in the uh, Amazon rainforest, for example. And they might have these in parts of Africa, but I know they have them in the Amazon. And these are... um, these are tribes that have been around for hundreds, thousands of years, and uh, nobody from the outside, in a lot of cases, has ever seen them or ever spoken to them. And there, there's video online of occasionally uh, researchers, anthropologists, archaeologists, they fly overhead in some kind of light plane or a helicopter, and, and, and these, these tribal members who might be covered in orange paint enraged, run out and start yelling and shaking their fists and shooting arrows at the helicopters they go by. And we don't know the name of their tribe. We don't know their language. We don't know anything about them. In fact, we don't know them until sometimes they're accidentally run into or they're accidentally frightened by our modern helicopter. Um, in Brazil, 
the uh, the the they have an agency called the Indigenous Protection Agency, and they had been monitoring a certain uncontacted tribe, and they feared that the tribe was down to one person, and they they went uh, to a hut, like a thatched hut, in the middle of the Amazon rainforest. And what they feared was true. They found a dead man lying in a hammock. He was the last member of the tribe. And when he died, what went with him was an entire culture and all the answers to a thousand questions that researchers, anthropologists would have about the tribe, the language, the history. It's all gone now. The the tribe doesn't exist anymore because he died. He was known as the man of the hole. He had dug dozens of holes in his territory over the years. They figured he was about 60 years old. And and the researchers were, were saddened by this because they've been trying to provide protections for the in, in, in the indigenous groups. But by definition, they're uncontacted. and They, they don't want to be spoken with. They don't want to be discovered. We, we, we apparently want to know what they're about. They don't want to tell us. And uh, the name of the uh, indigenous agency is known as Funai, and they found his body on August 23rd, and uh, probably natural causes, and they're going to run DNA tests, and um, he never talked to anybody. I actually was... Uh, Fascinated by this idea of being a, would you like to be an uncontacted person who lived in a hut in the middle of the Amazon rainforest? And nobody can understand you and nobody, nobody ever talks to you. They have, they have uh, evidence of at least 114 groups in Brazil, but they only have confirmed 28. So the other 86 don't benefit from any government uh, protections. Um, see, the president of Brazil, his name is uh, Bolsonaro, he has um, allowed industries to destroy parts of the Amazon, ranches, farming industry, record levels of deforestation, logging, mining, and they've, and Bolsonaro has scaled back protections for the indigenous groups. And so some of these ethnic groups become extinct without anyone knowing about their extinction. Uh, unless, unless these tribes officially register with Brazil, they won't get their land protected. Uh, they won't get their land marked off for protection. Uh, there's another tribe, the Pira, the Pirapura tribe, only has three members left. One woman and two men, and the woman is not fertile, so there's not going to be any uh, any babies. That 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 uh, tribe is going to die out very soon too. Uh, this guy that they found, the man in the hole, had been living in isolation for at least 26 years. The rest of his group was killed by ranchers because the country is allowing the ranchers to bulldoze the land, chop down all the trees in the Amazon forest, and start planting stuff.
Um, the group also was, some members were killed when they received poisoned sugar. Uh, a few members were gunned down in the early 1990s. Basically, it was genocide. And um, they were left with, with this one guy. And they tried to talk to him once, but he got very angry. He got very uh, aggressive and violent. And uh, they couldn't talk to him. Well, I couldn't understand him anyway. And there's nobody left who knows the language. They don't even know what the language was. But he had 26 years of peace in his little hut, which sounds very inviting. I'd like 26 years alone in a hut, speaking a language that nobody would understand. Wouldn't that be cool? No, well, I wouldn't like it, but I can see how you would. I can't. <laughs> and, you know, and if anybody came by, he would just throw spears at them. <laughs> you remember the U.S. missionary guy who went to that Indian tribe that died oh, in the Hail of Arrows? Oh, yes, that's right. It was like 2018 or something like that? Yeah. there's uh, There are still tribes. Oh, where is one of them? Um, uh, near India, and I, I can't think of the name of the uh, the country. It's an island country. And if if you if you if you uh, take your boat on shore, uh, there's a risk they'll eat you. They're a cannibalistic tribe. No, thank you. <laughs> One of my sons wanted to go there on a vacation. He actually brought me the idea, and then told me that sometimes the tribe eats tourists. I was like, well, no, I don't. I don't, don't want to do that. I'm sure your wife was thrilled. <laughs> Yeah, I have an interesting, I have an interesting house. There's a message in there. Hey, Dad, let's go to the island where they eat the tourists. Okay, you're feeling good about us. Um. Anyway, the man in the hole is dead now, and we'll never know the tribe it belongs to or the language or their history. More coming up. John and Ken show. Another fascinating thing I saw today was in uh, Reason magazine. And uh, this is one of the one of the reasons I I am uh, I don't believe in polling very much, and we certainly talk about polls from time to time just to use it as a as a guide, a loose guide. But there's a, there's a lot of because people don't tell the truth to pollsters, and it's not just their political beliefs; it's on a lot of issues because we have that this cancer this cancel culture society for the last few years. And and so people have been uh, afraid to publicly say what they believe, and not just to a pollster, but sometimes anywhere from a public meeting uh, to like maybe a maybe a school meeting among parents, maybe among friends at at a dinner, at a dinner party, um, sometimes even at home with your spouse. Um, and, and they have a list of, of polling, and they have some kind of a method where they, they can determine people's public beliefs and private beliefs. And how, how they did this, how the methodology works, would be uh, too much in the weeds to get into on the air. But just for argument's sake, I think there's a lot of truth in this here. For example, a majority of people will say publicly that mask wearing was effective, but they don't believe that in private. And uh, this is according to a company called Populous, a social research organization. They say in recent years, polls consistently have found that most Americans feel they cannot share their honest opinions in public because they might offend somebody or there'd be retribution. 
So not only do they silence themselves, but they publicly misrepresent their own private views. So let me repeat that again. 59% of Americans publicly agree that wearing a mask was effective to stop COVID. But only 47% hold that view privately. That's a 12-point difference. And it's the difference between a majority view and a minority view. 59, in reality, only 47 believe that. And they found that they, they went to like all these uh, sub-demographics. Uh, people wanting to be in lockstep with their tribe publicly, but they don't really believe it at home. 44% of Democrats publicly insist that corporate CEOs should take stands on controversial issues. But in private, only 11% believe that. Here's, here's one just on Asian Americans. 39% of Asian Americans publicly say the U.S. should completely phase out Fossil fuels, only 13% believe that privately. So people are virtue signaling. Here in this case, you have triple the support for phasing out fossil fuels among Asian Americans compared to what they really believe. Uh, for Republicans, 64% favor overturning Roe versus Wade publicly but only 51% agree privately. Again, wanting to, wanting to publicly agree with the tribe. There are a lot of Republicans who don't agree that Roe versus Wade should have been overturned, but they won't say it out loud. Um, this is interesting because everyone thinks that young people under 30 are in lockstep with a certain ideology. Publicly, 42% of those 18 to 29 uh, 40, well, let me re rephrase this. Publicly, 65%, 65% of those 18 to 29 believe racism is built into the economy and government and the educational system. 65% publicly. Privately, only 42% believe that. Americans are misrepresenting what they actually believe to endorse views they don't really hold, according to Reason Magazine. Some of these gaps are pretty big. They're 15, 20, 25 points difference. So a lot of the polling, a lot of the opinion making that's going on, the debate is based on false information because people are so dishonest. So they're so cowed. Everybody so desperately wants acceptance. Is terrified of criticism. Is terrified of being canceled. Terrified of being ostracized by their social group. I've always wondered about that because we are now... There's this, there's this phrase, I mention it from time to time, called The Big Sort, which is one of the big book, best books I ever read. Because most, most predictions made by experts are wrong. This was one that was correct. And it came out about 20 years ago. And The Big Sort said that 20 years ago, we were in the process of sorting ourselves out so we're all going to live with people like us. And not just racially, but when it came to values and religion um, and, and it, it, economics. And, you know, whether you're conservative or liberal, we all were going to live with people like us that increasingly Americans can't tolerate differences of opinion. It's gotten really extreme in recent years. And if you do live in a neighborhood like that, 
eventually you want to conform. And if you have a different opinion on a hot button issue, do you want people staring at you weirdly at a barbecue or at a cocktail party? You're just going to dodge the issue, or you might publicly say something they don't really believe. But you, I've, I've seen people do this. Some people I know, and I see them in action publicly with other people, and they'll say something or they'll give the impression they agree with you. And I'll say to them later, it's like, you don't really believe that. He goes, yeah, but I don't want to get into a fight at the party. Get Tim Conway's here. Hey, now, hey, now, hey, now. Well, we've got some news on um, uh, Iraq, uh, Baghdad, Iraq. There's going to be a, a heat warning. There's going to be an electrical shortage, and there's bacteria in their water. No, that's here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> now that you mention it, that's here. That's L.A. Hmm. All right. <laughs> they got it going on over there. So the water's polluted. You can't go in yeah. the, the ocean. Yeah. You can't go in Big Bear Lake because that'll kill you, the bacteria. Right. Yeah. And then uh, you can't uh, uh, use electricity, and there's no water. No. no. But other than that, Mark Thompson's here. No. Ding dong with you, buddy. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, John. You have Mark here. You don't need water and power. <laughs> no, you That's don't. Right. Yeah, Mark's got Mark's ahead of the curve. He, he already has his electric car all uh, set up together. Yeah, I was an early adopter on That's that. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and early adopter to solar too. Yes, I've been an early adopter. I'm, 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 I'm cutting edge, right? Yeah. No, no meat, lots of sun. That's right. <laughs> That's my house. Yep. And then uh, Las Vegas is uh, renamed the happiest travel destination in North America. For guys that are not named Mark Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> I've left a lot of money there, it's true. These are all the people who didn't lose money? That's right. It is, you know, Las Vegas. John, you've been there before. Sure. It's the greatest place in the world when you're driving over that last hump to get there. And you can see the Luxor and Mandalay Bay. Yeah. And you got a pocket full of money. And, yeah. and it's great. Yeah, yep. Nothing but potential at that That's point. right. You have yeah. such an exciting future. Right. Yeah. And then you find yourself three days later at uh, Terrible's Golf uh, uh, <laughs> Gas Station trying to buy a Snickers bar with your loose change trying to get home on eight gallons of gas. Yeah, dreams are broken <laughs> in 48 hours. That's true. But you'll go back. But yeah. you, you go back. Yeah. You go yeah. back to collect your... I heard a stat, though. If When you go to Vegas, you try to double your money. You go $1,000, you try to double it to two. That 94.5% of the time, you go to zero before you go to double. <laughs> well, here, but, okay, but here's the thing. Not wild. If you double it in the first hour, let's say, right? What are you going to do? Yeah, you got it. You got it. You're going to keep playing, keep and right. now you're back down. That's how you lose it. <laughs> that's yeah. how you lose yeah. it. Yeah. Anyway, so we, you yeah. know, that's hey, one. I, I, I concede to the experts here. That's right. I'm sure you guys have lost more often than I, trying I to double. I went to Las Vegas with Mark Thompson. He left on a Wednesday. He went early. I left Friday after work, and so we spent Friday, Saturday, and Sunday in Las Vegas. And we came back Monday. And he was staying at a different hotel than I was. And we called each other every day, text each other, but never saw each other. Well, the, whole, the whole idea was to go down the same weekend so we could hang out together. And we never saw each other. Because I got hot at the table, then he got hot, then yeah. I was tired, then he was drunk, then I was buzzed, and <laughs> never hooked up. And uh, we lived happily ever after. Sorry. All right, big show, though. Sorry I missed all that. Yeah. Uh, all right, we've got Thompson, Conway, Cruiser's got the news. KFI, KOSTHD2, Los Angeles, Orange County. Live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. 
And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more. And plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.